Well, good evening. Today is the 24th of January, 2010. And I think uh, today we're going to do a little thing that I call self-assessment. Kind of take a look at who we are and how we got there. Oh, but by the way, before I start, uh, you may remember, those of you who have been following this, I did a, a podcast on goal setting. I talked a little bit about New Year's resolutions. Well, this morning, I saw on the news that the latest poll came out and it said that 38% of Americans made New Year's resolutions, 8% have already broken them, and 52% never made them at all. So that's the latest update on New Year's resolutions. I hope that if uh, you upper 38% who set them, listen to my podcast, it may have helped you continue with them. Anyway, that aside, I was thinking before I did this, and I've missed a week or so here because I've had a terrible cold because the weather's been really bad here, and I thought I'd try to pick up, but I got to thinking about, you know, what made us who we are? What made you have your belief system and your assumptions about life? How, where did those come from? And, you know, a lot of people say, well, it's because so-and-so has these assumptions on life because they're a very smart person or they've got a high IQ or, you know, that person is better than me. And you've learned all this stuff as you grew up. And, and you think, well, this guy's got a high IQ, therefore he must be smart. Well, that IQ test, and I'm just... I'll rant and rave here because, you know, I'm, a, I'm an educator. It's got a couple of real serious flaws. Uh, the first thing everybody thinks is the first flaw, that IQ is set at birth, and it doesn't change. Well, that's nonsense. Research has shown that IQ can actually be affected by how much you learn throughout your lifetime. So the more you learn, the higher IQ will probably come, and you weren't necessarily born with that IQ. And the second problem it has is the idea that IQ is measured only in verbal and mathematical reasoning skills. You know, you take those things on all these standardized tests, like, you know, the SAT, the ACT, the GRE, all that stuff. Well, John Gardner came out at I was 83, and with a thing called multiple intelligences. And, and I remember when I used to teach university level, we talked about multiple intelligence a lot. And it's, it's really interesting because uh, I think there were seven or eight of them, and it was like, you know, you had... Logical, the mathematics stuff, the verbal, that stuff too. But then you also had like spatial. Someone like Michelangelo had spatial intelligence. He, he could take a look at a piece of marble and say, there's an angel here, all I have to do is remove the pieces around it. And, and he could do that. Um, and Mozart and those guys had a musical intelligence. And I don't like, you know, great boxers and athletes, they say they have what they call a bodily intelligence, kinesthetic intelligence. And there are those people who have great social intelligences. You know, like Winston Churchill could be one of those persons. Um, you think of the Queens, Nelson Mandela, Mahatma Gandhi, those people. They had great interpersonal and social intelligence. So the theory of, you know, an IQ being the, the, the do-all, say-all is, is ridiculous. I, it, and in fact, we you've got to start to realize when we and we're gonna, I'll, I'll get back to what I started talking about, I'll get off this tangent in a moment, but our brains are so incredible, so incredible. Science has proven that your brain will learn seven distinctive facts per second, seven per second, every second of every hour of every day of every year of your lifetime, and still never max itself out. Imagine that. And... And you are so unique in your ability. There's like, what, like 6 billion people on the planet, and they estimate that 90 billion have lived. And no one was just like you. Your DNA, 
your intellect, everything about you is distinctly different in case you happen to have an identical twin. But that's why I keep, that's why I call this, you are amazing. Your fingerprints, everything about your expressions, your dreams, your aspirations, totally different than 90 million people who lived before you. And you, you've probably heard of Pavlov and Pavlov's dog, the scientist, you know, he'd feed the dog, then ring a bell. And then he'd ring the bell and the dog would salivate like he was getting ready to eat. Well, in, in the mid-60s, early 70s, he pretty much just freaked everybody out when he talked about the capacity of the human brain. And I will read this number because it just blows me away. It said he, just, he demonstrated that the minimum number of potential thought patterns the average brain can make is a number, one, followed by... 10.5 million kilometers of typed zeros. Unbelievable. And that's just the average brain. That's not who we consider genius. But anyway, that's not what this is about. What I'd like for you to do, we're going to do a little bit of self-assessment here. And I'd like for you, and you can stop this audio from time to time, but you need pencil and paper, and I'm kind of big on that, you know, write things down and do them. But I'd like you to ask some questions of yourself. That, that This will be a catalyst to your personal growth. Um, and, and write them on a notebook or something. But like, write a question like, when am I most naturally, my, naturally myself? Like what people, places, and activities allow me to feel most fully myself? Make that a question. What's the one thing I could do? This is question number two. Or start doing or stop doing Differently, starting today, that would improve my quality of life. Now the question, what is my greatest talent? You know, how can I get paid for doing what I love? Another question, who are my most inspiring role models? Another question, how can I best be of service to others? Another question, what is my heart's deepest desire? And this is a tough one here. How am I perceived by my closest friends, my worst enemies, my boss, my children, co-workers, etc.? How do people perceive me? Another question, what are my blessings in life? And finally, ask yourself, what legacy would I like to leave? Now, when you've done that, take some time at another, another date here from this and get another piece of paper out. Now, I call this my 100-question exercise. You write down at least a hundred questions that you have in life, hundred questions that you know kind of bother you or you think about a lot, and just write and just start writing. Don't lift the paper up, the pencil off the paper until you've finished writing your hundred questions. And then after that, you need to find a place and sit down and analyze those questions. And out of that, pick your top ten. And then just relax and analyze those ten questions. And start writing answers out. And free write your answers out. And when you free write, I mean just write. Don't correct your writing. Don't correct your grammar. Don't correct your spelling. Just write. And when you've done that, then read them out loud. You'll find, you may have written gibberish. It doesn't matter. But you'll start finding what I call a stream of consciousness. You'll start seeing that certain themes follow through all this. You'll start to get a pretty good idea of who you are. And then you need to ask yourself, what do I believe about certain things? What do I believe about certain things? 
And we all have assumptions and opinions. But ask yourself, what do I believe about human nature, ethics, politics, ethnic groups, religion, scientific truth, or the meaning of life, I don't know, art, marriage. But what do you believe about certain things? And when you've asked these questions, then you need to write beside there, why do I believe that? And think of a moment in your life that helped you form your opinion of what you believe. And then think, was there a person attached to that? Was there a person who shared that belief with you or instilled that belief within you? And you'll go a long ways in finding out how come you are who you are. And I think back growing up, and I, everybody can answer this question. What did curiosity do to the cat? Well, it killed the cat, didn't it? Every grade school kid knows that. So what does that tell you? What does that subconscious say, say to you? Well, if you're curious, true, I could maybe die. And of course, schools, and having been a teacher all my life, schools decided, well, you have, if you ask too many questions, well, there's something wrong with you. And there's this person's hyperactive, this person is ADD. And the reality is that people didn't know how to teach you. And you are not hyperactive, you're just curious. Human, by human nature, you're supposed to be curious. Now, anyway, let's go back. I, I, I wonder, as you know this. Then go back on your list of, of what you believe. What do you do to maintain that belief? In other words, do you watch certain news programs? Do you listen to certain television shows, certain types of news? What makes you maintain that core belief that you have? And what would it take to make you change that belief? Does that belief need to be changed? Is that belief helping or hurting? Helping or hurting. And if it's hurting, you need to change it. If it's helping, do more things like that. And in what of your beliefs evoke your strongest emotions? In other words, what makes you feel motivated and inspired? When you find those, then you start moving towards your passion. And when you move towards your passion, you need to pursue it. You know, I've often told people, you need to find a hobby that you love. And then go out and figure out how to make money doing it. While they go, well, you know, I don't have time. You're never going to have time. Don't have enough money. You'll never have enough money. I'm too old. You, you can't change that. You are as old as you are. I'm too young. That's fine. You are as old as you are. Just do it. So what I'm asking you in this brief, little somewhat rambling podcast, take some time for yourself. Assess who you are. Think about how you got to be who you are and what attitudes and beliefs were influenced by other people. And are those beliefs valid? Are those assumptions about your life valid? Find a quiet place and sit down just by yourself. And when you do that, you need to do another thing. They say that the average human has 60,000 thoughts every day. So you have a lot of mind chatter. You have to find yourself a quiet place with your notebook and sit down and really contemplate these things. It's hard to do. I know that. But as long as you practice doing it, you'll get better at it. Because you have to practice to change anything. It took you a long time to form these beliefs. If you want to change them, it will take you a little while to change them. But anyway, I hope this has helped you out a little bit. Remember, as always, you are amazing. Stop by my website. It's www.you-are-amazing.com. You are amazing.com. Until the next time, thanks for indulging me.
This is Dr. Jim. Have a wonderful evening.